Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Good morning, Justin. How are you, my brother? I am so happy. I messaged Sarah yesterday because I'm actually on vacation, but this should speak to the power of this room and club. So I couldn't miss the session today, and I'm excited to be back with my Breakfast with Champions family. How are you doing today, Amanda? I'm good, although I don't know what's going on with my voice this morning. Um, Good to have you. I'm so glad you tapped in during uh, your vacation time. We appreciate it. Good morning, champions. So for those of you that have listened to our segment before, usually Justin and I go back and forth with a topic and we're pretty conversational and we'll drop some practical and tactical tactics for you all um, to kind of help you along the day. And, you know, we were chatting on the back channel and I thought since today is Transformational Thursday that I'd take a different approach and tell you all a story, a story about a girl who um, experienced at a time in her life a lot of uh, self-doubt, a lot of fear of failure, a lot of unworthiness, a lot of shame, and maybe even a little resentment. And then my hopes are that this story not only inspires you and it motivates you, yet I'm going to follow it up with some practical and tactical things that you can put into action if you're somebody who's struggling like this girl. So we're going to take you back to November 2nd, 2017, and this day was two days before her 31st birthday, and it was five days before what would be her six-year anniversary, and she's in a car driving down Tampa Road, and she's following a big truck with everything that she has in it, and it's headed across town to this new place that she's going to call home because that day she decided that she wasn't going to be married anymore. Now along this drive, she's telling herself a lot of things, right? She's disappointed because she was supposed to be the example of what a good marriage is in family because she had not had that example before. 
and she's frustrated because she wonders, could she have stuck it out a little bit longer and made it work? If, if there was something she could have done differently, maybe she would have. And there's anxiety around that and there's fear around that because her life's about to change. The last six years, she was accustomed to living a certain way in a certain routine. <clears throat> and that was all about to be uprooted. And she had this new challenge in front of her. And as she gets closer and closer to the new address that she's going to call home, she starts to feel this panic and this anxiety. And as she pulls up and they unload the truck and she makes her way into the house, She's walking upstairs to what now she would call her new bedroom, and she's out of breath. She's out of breath because at this point in her life, she's 125 pounds overweight. Failed marriage, feeling like she has no value. Now, how do you move forward is the question that she asks herself. In that moment, she could decide if she's going to be a victim or if she's going to be a victor. Because if she doesn't know anything else, the one thing that she does know is nobody's coming to save her. So if she doesn't do it, nobody's going to do it. And the thoughts are going to creep in. And she knows that with the journey ahead. And it's going to be a struggle. And she knows that with the journey that lies ahead. And yet in that moment, she makes a conscious decision that she's going to do whatever it takes to get on the other side of it and get the girl that she once knew back. And it's gonna be hard. And there will be future moments of doubt. And there will be future moments of anxiety. And who she surrounds herself with is important. Yet who she doesn't surround herself with in the coming months are even more important. And so she takes a stand for herself that day and decides she's gonna do it. And so for the next 12 months, she stays the course, she drowns out the noise, and at the end of 12 months, not only does she find herself back on her feet with an immense amount of confidence and ready to conquer the world, she's 125 pounds lighter. So how does somebody go through that? How do they start at one point in their life where they're feeling completely hopeless and like the world is completely against them and it doesn't matter what way they look, they feel like they're just absolutely drowning and there's no way out or no way up. And take that instead of being a victim in that moment and become a victor. How does it happen? Well, my friends, that girl is me. In 2017, I found myself in a place where I wasn't happy, in a place where um, I felt shame and I felt like I was alone. And the irony in that is I had a lot of people surrounding me, and yet I completely went internal at this time in my life. And what I can tell you is I had a choice, and I chose to be a victor. You know, we hear it on the stage every hour of every single day that you are a champion. You get to decide. Life is a series of decision-making moments. And the better choices that you make, the better moments that you're going to have. You get to write your own story. And so that's what I decided to do. 
And I remember as I was making my way up those stairs at 31 years old and I'm out of breath because I'm carrying a whole nother person on my body. I thought this can't possibly be it. This girl that was so intelligent and so bright and so confident never had weight issues. This girl, this is what I've become over six years. How did I lose myself? I feel like I woke up one morning and that was who I was. And it's because I avoided things like mirrors. It's because I had willful blindness. And I couldn't be that anymore. And so in that moment, I made a conscious decision that I was going to do whatever it took. And so now I'm going to give you the practical and tactical. So first, I had to get my mindset around what was going to happen. And we talk about that constantly in this room, right? Get your mind right. Because if your mind isn't right, none of the rest of it matters. Mind has to be right first. So I knew that there were going to be moments in the, in the journey ahead whether it took me six months or it took me 12 months or it took me two years, I knew there were going to be moments ahead that that doubt was going to creep in and that I was going to feel like maybe I had imposter syndrome or that I didn't value myself enough. And maybe some thoughts of depression might creep in as well. And so knowing that those things would lie ahead on that journey, I consciously made a decision to put a plan of action in place now. Because what happens in most cases is people don't think about the journey ahead. They don't plan for the unexpected. We know the unexpected is going to happen. Life isn't perfect. Life happens every single day. And so because of that, I put a plan of action in place. So in those moments when I felt like the walls were caving in and I couldn't breathe, I had a plan of action that I didn't even have to think about. Because what most of us will do is we'll say that we're going to get on this path and do one thing and we don't plan for those unexpected moments. And then when we're there and the walls are caving in and we feel like we can't breathe, we think that's the right time to come up with a contingency plan. When in reality, like you can't even wrap your head around it. So I decided that in that moment, I was going to make a list. So I opened up my journal and I flipped to the next clean page, and I wrote down all of the things that brought me joy. My sister is my favorite person, so I put Call Ashley. I made a list of books that I know I enjoy reading and the particular chapters that I was going to read. I like to get massages, and I like to take walks on the beach because I'm in Florida, and um, I like to get my nails done. And I like to do gratitude calls. So I made an entire list of things that I know brought me joy. And I made a promise to myself that in those moments where I felt like the world was crumbling, I was just going to open up my journal from my purse. I was going to close my eyes and I was going to point. And when I opened them, whatever my finger on is, was on is what I was going to do in that moment. Because you need a pattern interrupter in those moments. If you continue in that cycle of, the thought process that you're in then, I'm not worthy, shame, resentment, depression, it becomes this horrible spiral that you can't get out of. So you've got to put something in place in order to interrupt that pattern of thought process. And the very next thing that I did was I actually took a tool that we use in business building. And it literally gives you a goal for the year. You break it down to the month and you break it down to the individual weeks. So every single week, you know exactly what you're doing. 
And I said, I want to lose 100 pounds and I want to do it in a year. And so what that equated to at a weekly basis was 2.5 pounds a week. So every single week I was focused on 2.5 pounds because 100, 100 pounds is a person. And that was such a daunting goal. I mean, I was thinking of all the roadblocks. I was thinking of all the challenges. I was thinking of all the struggles when I thought about that 100 pounds, right? That was in the far, far, far distance. And yet by focusing on that 2.5 pounds a week, it made it extremely attainable. It made it simple and I was able to measure it. So every week that's what I focused on. That 2.5 pounds was the goal. And then I had to put a plan of action in place for losing that 2.5 pounds. And so the first place I started was the kitchen because we know 80% of it is what you eat. So it was changing my eating habits. It was also reading books that were going to put me in the mind right or in the right mindset. I had to understand how to respect that this was not a short-term fix. This was going to be a lifestyle moving forward. There is no magic pill. And then I put an exercise regimen in place. And a year later, almost to the date, I lost 125 pounds. And when you're on the other side of that, with the confidence and the mental fortitude that you know that you just gained from going through that journey, and just a whole new set of eyes and attitude on what's at your feet. It is my world, and I chose to take charge of it. Being on the other side of that and experiencing that firsthand, there's no power. There's no feeling. There's no experience, in my opinion, that's greater than that, because I did it. I didn't look for anybody to save me. I didn't make excuses. When the fear and the doubt and the shame creeped in, I said, not today, Satan, not today. And I found a way to overcome all of those things. And that day, in that moment, I was limitless. There wasn't a thing in the world that was going to bring me down. And I proved something to myself. So how many of you today, or this week, or this month, or this year, are struggling with something? And you feel like, like the walls are caving in. You feel like you can't breathe some days. You feel shame. And you feel, you feel unworthy. And you go completely internal. How many of you are feeling that today? Let me say that if I can do it, you can do it. It starts with the mindset. And then from there, like our fearless leader tells us all the time, you got to get into action, motion. You got to start moving. Put one foot in front of the other. So with that, my brother, Justin, I'm going to kick it over to you because I'm sure you've got something to tell me. I definitely can't follow that, Amanda. That was a wonderful story. Outstanding, Amanda. Yeah, I, I, I love you so much for that, right? I think my favorite thing about this room on Thursdays with you is the transparency, right? The radical transparency from the leadership in this room, the transparency that you share. 
I think it be, behests all of us to understand that a lot of these things are innocuous, right? They don't happen all at once. Just like we always say, you're not going to get 100% better in one day. It's incremental changes. It's 1% in compound interest for the rest of your life and all aspects of your life. The reverse is true when it comes to things like what you just went through and explained, right? It didn't happen overnight. You didn't wake up one day with another person on you. It was incremental, right? And what happens is with these cycles, and I've shared, you know, my, my struggles with addiction in the past and whatnot in previous rooms, so I won't rehash it, but it's the same thing, right? You end up using these devices as crutches, whether it be food, caffeine, alcohol, drugs, it doesn't really matter. They're, they're all tools and things that you use, right? And when you start abusing them, to fill that hole in your heart, that's where it really gets out of control, right? And when you go into that inner negative self-talk and self-defeating narratives that we all have, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not smart enough, you know, I don't have anything to share with the world, you turn to those things, right? And it's the quick, easy dopamine hit. And I mean, social media is the same thing, right? If you're just scrolling TikTok hourlessly or endlessly for hours, it's the same thing, right? You're, you're going down this wormhole and you're creating this, this negative world that you can live in. And I find it fascinating that you were able to share that journey. Like, I mean, you need to turn that into a book because I pictured you walking up the stairs. I pictured that mentality and, and that grit and grace that you have to turn around and say, nope, I'm not done. This isn't it for me, right? So, you know, can, I want you to expand on that for people too because I do think that's something that, you know, I'm personally struggling with right now with, you know, I'll call it a food addiction because I have an addictive personality where I will work my butt off all day long and I'll eat clean 90% of the day and then I'll eat like a large pepperoni pizza in one sitting. I just throw it down the chamber and I know long term that'll kill me, right? So so how do you actively engage that muscle every day and not get off track when you're doing something as incredible as that? Yeah, great question. I can appreciate that. And let me preface this by saying I am not a professional this is my perspective, yet we have two amazing ladies that I know of on stage that I'm sure could give just incredible input. So I would love to open it up to them after I answer. Um, I think it starts with understanding. Like a lot of people just don't make themselves aware. Willful blindness, I mentioned that word. And if you're going to be in my segment on Friday, that's what we're going to cover, willful blindness. And people don't make themselves aware. And the reality of the situation is if you could have known and you chose not to, that's still on you. You have to own that. So when you start anything that's that big of a journey, like you own understanding what that means, you have to take ownership of that. You can't go into it blindly. So first and foremost, making yourself aware, getting really raw and really real with what's about to happen. And then after that, it's going into the plan of action, right? So now how am I going to get there? And it's planning for those unforeseen interruptions, right? It's planning for those unforeseen things, those moments that you know are going to happen because they happen in every other aspect of our life. So why would this one be any different? And preparing yourself for those moments so that you can embrace when they do happen understand it and move right past it versus attempting to work through it. And it's such a surprise for you. Again, you have to own that. And I think one of the most important things is I knew everything that I was about to start was not a habit for me. 
You know, we're doing this hashtag 67 day challenge right now. There's a reason that we do it for that many days. It's because we're building habits. You do it for so long that when you stop doing it, you feel like something's wrong. So I knew along this journey, I was also building habits. So the importance of consistency, doing it exactly like I was supposed to do it every single day was going to be my key to success. And I knew there were going to be days that I wouldn't want to do it. Jack came forward as he increased his sales by over 136%. My name is Travis Flaherty. We have seen over 55% increase in sales. So Jeremy Downing here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but a 30% increase. Hey guys, Jean-Paul Guidry here. Now I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Sturisnatter. We went an increase of 50%. 50%, we went from 50 units to 75 units. So we got a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works! I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I wanna open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% Club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. And then it's just follow the plan. You know, we as humans, we like to complicate things. We like to overthink. And so many of us suffer from paralysis by analysis. Like, just freaking do it. You're going to mess up. I, funny story. The first time that I, I lost, I think I got to like 70 pounds. Because you guys, I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs without um, being out of breath. And so I think it was 70 pounds before I actually got into the gym because I was like, what the heck am I going to do in the gym? And I started with things like parking my far car farther in the parking lot, taking the stairs instead of taking the elevator. Like those were the small wins in the beginning. And then once I got to like 70 pounds lost, I actually went and got a gym membership and I hired a trainer because I wanted him to do a full analysis on me and give me a meal plan and, and all of those things. So I had him for about a month and then I learned what I needed to learn from him. So now I could go do it on my own. And yet I remember the first time I went into the gym, like, I don't even know what the heck that machine is called. It's the one you sit on and you can take your legs and pull it up and down. Well, it was the one that you're supposed to pull up, not go down. And here I was trying to push it down. <laughs> and the instructor in the gym came over and he's like, uh, miss, you're using the machine wrong. Like, it's going to happen. I look like a goofball. So we know we're going to fail. We know that's going to happen. We know we're going to mess up. We know that there are going to be, we're just going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe you did that. And that's okay because we're failing forward. And so if you already get your mind wrapped around the fact that you will fail, you're going to struggle, it's going to be hard, there are going to be days that you want to give up, and you just know that when those come, you're just going to take a deep breath and do whatever your pattern interrupt interrupter plan is, and then you're going to move right past that. So that's how I did. I just had to make the decision to do it. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah, it did. I mean, it, it's fascinating. People equate failure with you're done. It's over, right? And I, I don't think it's like that at all. What I've learned from people that are much smarter than myself is failure is usually a sign that you're trying something of significance, right? You don't really accomplish anything just sitting in a comfortable place. And the reason I asked you that question was part leading because I, I had a bit of epiphany in the last couple of days where you know, I really realized that you know, even if I'm not hitting it at 100% and I'm not 
accomplishing everything that I want to accomplish in my health goals, you know, it, it is incremental, right? I'm thinking opposite to what I preach in these rooms so much where I'm like, well, you know, if, if I eat something that's not 100% healthy, then I might as well just eat the entire thing where, you know, I can just eat a little bit of it, right? And then maybe next time not eat it or not make that decision. But I do find it fascinating that it's the little things, right? It's the parking your car a little bit further away and being conscious of it. You almost gamified it a little bit. Don't you find like it, you looked at the world as a way of like, okay, this is my goal. You know, what are all of the things that I can identify that are going to lead me towards that goal? So, you know, what would you tell somebody who is telling themselves that they can't because of whatever reason? Because did that ever creep in your head? The I can't like while you're going through this process, because I, I know when I had my addiction issues, I had a million excuses of why I couldn't. And it wasn't until I hit that rock bottom that I came out of it. And I'm sure there's people thinking that right now. Well, Amanda, you know, I've got this going on or that going on. How would you tell them to get over the, the I can'ts? Well, what I know on my 34 year or in my 34 years on this earth is that the majority of people are motivated by pain. And it sounds a little bit sadistic. Yes, it, yet it's the truth. And so when the pain of doing something is greater than the pain of not doing something, you're not going to do it. Yet when the pain of not doing it becomes greater than the pain of doing it, that's when it happens. So you have to decide. Now, I hate to get to that point, right? Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to wait until the pain is so great. Like, why can't I logically put something in place and just follow it? I'm the only person that's in my way. Yet that's when most change happens. The pain of not going to the gym became greater than the pain of going to the gym and getting sweaty and nasty and knowing that I was going to look like a fool and all of that. So I had to go do it. And so what I would say is don't wait until you get to that extreme pain point. For some people, they will every single time because that's the trigger. That's like, that's ground zero for them. And yet what I would say is like, that's the harder way to do it. Instead, make a conscious decision. Like you are the one that controls your mind. You are the one that controls your thoughts. You are the one that controls your willpower. So be the person that does that. Don't wait until you get to a pain so great that you have no other choice. And the irony in it is, it's just 30 days. Do it for the first 30 days. And then after that, just do it for another 30 days. Because when you look back 60 days, 90 days from now, and you see the transformation, you can see the results showing up. Most of the time people go, gosh, I wish I would have done that sooner. Man, if I would have just done that a year ago, where would I be? I mean, how many times have you said that to yourself, right? And so what I would say is just take it one step at a time for some reason. I mean, not for some reason. We live in a world that's like instantly gratifying. Everything happens in real time and it's quick. We don't wait. We don't wait. I mean, Chick-fil-A, for those of you that have Chick-fil-A in your area, my goodness. Sometimes I pull up in there and there's three circles around the building and I'm out in 15 minutes and you go, how did that happen? Because we live in a world where things just move so quickly and yet progress, not perfection, right? And, and we have a mindset of we want to go from zero to perfection. And it's all about the journey. That's where you learn the lessons. That's where you learn the patience. That's where you find out who you are. 
That's, that's where the discovery happens is in the journey. So embrace it. And I'll pass it over to you, Justin. I know we got a couple minutes left. I'll tell you, I would love to hear from Dr. Jamie or Dr. Rowe. I know you guys are experts in this field, and I don't know if you have anything to add to it, but I would love to hear your contribution. Yeah, I'd love to hear them wrap up as well, too, so I'll pass it over to them. Thank you so much, uh, Amanda and Justin. This is uh, Dr. Janie. And, you know, Amanda, you you said it. You know, there's this awakening when we get to this place of awareness. And when we don't know what we don't know, we'll keep doing what we do know. And sometimes when we get to this place of awareness, it's not an easy place. It's painful, which is why we have denial as one of our maladaptive coping mechanisms. When we stay in denial, we don't have to look at all the yucky stuff. Because once we kind of cut ourselves open and we look at all the yucky stuff, then we can never unsee it. But then what I heard Justin also say, and a lot of people do this, is then we overwhelm ourselves because then we get to this place of awakened in our awareness. Then we look at all these things that we have to change or going back to what Nisha said this morning. Then we, then we start getting the critic in our head and we're not good enough. All the core wounds, all the things that we have yet to be dealt with, then come in and self-sabotage. But then one of the things that I want to highlight is that it's incremental. If we start with one thing at a time and we focus on that, then we focus on the next thing and the next thing. And then we get like little wins. It's like you're crossing it off that feeling when you can cross something off your list. And some people, Justin, and I, I heard you kind of alluding to this. Once we kind of get to that place where we're setting these incremental steps, having accountability no one can do it for us, but it's like having guardrails. We can have someone that once we commit and we let people know the direction we're going to go and save people. You know, there's a, an author, Henry Cloud and, and John Townsend, they talk about we also self-sabotage by telling the wrong people our goals and the things that we struggle with, right? There's it's like a pyramid at the bottom. You have acquaintances in the middle. You have friends. And at the very top, the pyramid is very small, safe people. Those are the people that are trusted, that you can have vulnerability, you can share. So you have to have that awareness. And then you have to have some level of accountability, create those goals, understand what your self-sabotaging behavior is, and start very small and get productive and not busy. Because busy, as I mentioned earlier this morning, is also a trauma response. Because if we get busy and we think we're doing something, it's like running on the treadmill, but we're really not running anywhere. But if we get out on the road and we start looking at the different trees and we start seeing distances, it gives us that confidence. So great, great segment. I appreciate you both, Amanda and Justin, Dr. Janie. Thanks, Dr. Janie. You are awesome. And with that, my friends, thank you, Justin. I appreciate you uh, giving me the stage to tell my story. I really hope that it gave you that motivation, inspiration, and education that we constantly talk about in this Breakfast of Champions with uh, Club. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.